Welcome back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at The Whatnots. It is Sunday, August 16th, 2020, and this is number 37. Coming up on today's show, uh, we have a bunch of Microsoft news. Halo Infinite has been delayed. Series X is going to be launching in November, uh, but in uh, other news, Epic Games is suing Apple and Google. They're getting into a big fight over Fortnite and the App Store, stuff like that. So we will talk about all of that in just a bit. But for now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Ignacio Rojas. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? It's going all, all right, man. I uh, yeah. I recorded the review show earlier today with Melissa. We covered some mm-hmm. Superman comics. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then I took a great nap, <laughs> like in 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 between the podcast here, and it was, whew, man, nothing beats you a good nap. Naps. You and your naps. Naps are good, man. Like I, yeah. that that's the thing. Like I, when I was younger, I used to hate them. Like don't put me out down for a nap. I want to go play. <laughs> I want to go do this. I want to go play video games. And and yeah, then you you just like get to a certain age, and you're you're just like, man, naps. Whew. Oh man, <laughs> naps are so good. Damn, Carl, you're old. I am old. You're so old. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. What about you? How has your week been? It has been a pretty regular week. Uh, classes have still have still been going on. Okay. Still, uh, online classes still. Gotcha. Yeah. Po- I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we'll be able to go back to proper college to the building itself this year. I don't think so. This year, yeah, we're we're starting yeah. to reopen uh, uh, things uh, here where I live in Virginia because I, I I work for a university. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the employees that's that's like, yeah, you're not essential, so you don't need to be there now. But yeah, they are starting to like prepare to welcome students back in the fall in like a month or two. And I'm just like, ah, what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> this mm-hmm. is not good. Wouldn't the classes but... usually start in full over there? Mm, you know what? It might it might be in like a week or so, actually. Yeah, because you said a it. month or two, and I was thinking September. No, two months would be October, and I think that would be pretty late. Yeah, that would be late. No, I I think school starts usually at the end of August, uh, mm-hmm. and then stuff like high school and below usually starts sometime in September. Got it. Yeah, because the reason I had the confusion was I seven years ago now. Almost. I spent three months at a school over there in the United States. I went to the city of Corona in California. Okay. And I got there in September, mid-September. So I I, I knew it had to be close to the beginning of the semester because I I got there right in time for, for homecoming. But I always mm. had the question as to when exactly the classes start. Yeah, yeah, right around that 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 
at time. But mm. have a uh, qu- question about your classes. Have, have have you gotten any new ones this semester that you're excited for? Have you found one that that have been like, oh man, this one's gonna be fun? Uh, I think right now where I'm where I'm at with the the stage of, of my learning, I think that most of my of my classes are interesting in a certain way because I feel like I'm getting to learn more about how how stuff works or how things are are made. For example, last semester I learned how motors, electric motors work and how electric generators work. I thought that that was pretty interesting. And That's cool. Yeah, I get to learn how, about how certain electronic components work. So this semester is just more of that, more I'm learning more newer things about how how stuff works. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I spent my uh well not my first year because the art school that I went to they they make you do like a first yeah yeah your general art stuff and then you apply to your major after that. But once I was mm-hmm. in my major, I was on my laptop top the entire time. I was learning Adobe InDesign and Photoshop and I- I- Illustrator and stuff like that. Uh, but as 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 we got to pick more and more electives, we we had stuff like bookmaking. Uh, we got to play around with like a printing press, like an old school one where you have to like set the like steel t- type oh, and stuff and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, so we had a bunch of stuff like that. But mm-hmm. enough about school. I'm sure you <laughs> have to think about that all week. That's no fun. Yeah. Let's get down to some video games. Video games, indeed, action. So, I I have to confess. Yeah. This week went by re- 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 really fast. Yeah. And for it was not really a video game week for me. Like I did not play much. I I, I played some Paper Mario, but not much of it. Um. So I I'm I'm curious do 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 you have weeks like that or just like extended periods of time because i i i tend to go in cycles right where i'm also a big comic book nerd and i love watching Mm. tv and movies and stuff like that so certain times i'll be like big into comics and that's what i do and i just read a shit ton of comics that week and then uh, you know, the next week it might be like, like, okay, let's play a whole bunch of video games and do nothing mm-hmm. but that. Do 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 you go in cycles? Oh like yeah, that? Uh, I mean, recently, I, I even talked about it on the podcast. Recently, I had a week where I didn't play much. I remember that week I just had to pick up stuff that I wouldn't usually talk about because I mm-hmm. usually also played other games here and there that I don't talk about in the podcast because sure, I yeah. don't either don't play much of it on the week or it's just something I, that I do in the downtime that I don't think of much. Okay. Yeah, I, I do have some weeks where I just, for X, Y reason, I just didn't play much about or didn't play a game for a long long amount of time. Yeah. Gotcha. I also got that. Yeah, so I, I, I played... Maybe two, three hours of Paper Mario total, maybe. Mm. Uh, I'm still not super far. I think right now I'm working on the third streamer, the yellow one. Um, I just met 
Professor Toad. <laughs> I'm not sure where you are in that. But. I'm. I would say halfway through the blue streamer, I already got gotcha. the water power. Mm-hmm. So now, I got to the studio. Gotcha. Okay, so you're you're a little bit behind me, but not by much. Yeah, the thing is that now that I got to the studio, I just, I don't know if I'll keep playing the game for much longer. No? Because I feel like it's just taking so long for me to actually get to meaningful stuff like either either the volumental or the streamer. And now that I got to the to the studio itself, I'm just not motivated enough to, because I think that they, where I'm at right now, they just want me to go through the through the studio to find different things, and you don't know exactly where they are, so I just have to go and look, and I need to get past this one thing, but to get past past this one thing, I have to get these other stuff that are scattered around. Yeah, and so I'm I'm just not motivated enough to to basically a uh, uh, hunt for all those stuff right now, and and I'm That's just and I feel like I've I've played through a lot, and yet I'm still nowhere near, not even a fourth of the game or half of the game. I'm yeah, in the second I... streamer streamer, and there are like five six, and I feel like just to get to the volumental, it took me a while. And that's just yeah. half of the, let's call it the blue streamer arc. I gotcha. Yeah, I I actually kind of feel the opposite, especially in this week. Like I I I feel like the game really does a good job of giving you like small incremental steps and to make you feel like you've accomplished stuff. Like oh, uh, I I need to walk around this amusement park thing and do this whole like tr- trading quest and that unlocks this new area and then i i i get in the there and it's you know a good like half an hour ch- chunk of like I, I i can be in this thing and solve this big puzzle and you get out of that and i like i feel like after each thing i'm okay with putting the game down like I'm, I'm satisfied that I accomplished something, but in a way that it's like, man, I c- 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 can't wait to get back to this and play the the, the next thing. Mm. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, my my feelings are the opposite, quite the opposite. I feel like every time I feel like like I'm getting somewhere, the game just deviates and goes this other way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like for example, where I was was before, I needed. To get to the volumental temple, so I got there. But I needed my bomb buddy to help me open the door, so I had to go back and look for him. So that's one deviation. And then, yeah. okay, we'll go back now to the to the door. But oh no, an enemy appeared, and now I've lost my bomb buddy, and now I have to go look for him. And okay, I found him. No, I lost him. I found him. No, I lost him. I found him again. <laughs> okay, now I can get to the temple finally. So I get yeah. to the temple, and it's another puzzle, and I had to go through all these other chambers to get to the to the volumental because I needed the volumental because everything was dried up and I needed the water so I could mm-hmm. get up past these rocks. So that in itself was another deviation, 
And now yeah. that I now that I got that past that, I I get to the studio, and now I found out that I need some other stuff that I need to to look all over the studio just to, just for me to get past this one obstacle. And I'm like, I want to get to the downstreamer. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. I, I, I can see why that would be frustrating. Um, I, right now, I'm just kind of enjoying the. Like the the small chunks, especially mm. since I'm not like in a super like let's go play video game yeah. mood. Um, so uh, yeah, just to 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 play it for like half an hour and like be done with a small section is like yeah, that seemed good. I like this. Mm. So. Yeah, no, I I do get where you're coming from. Like, I mean, if you do look at it like that as dividing the game into chunks, and that I I can just finish finish one chunk and. Put it down, and then the mm. next time I'll play through another. I, I do get that. Yeah. But that's not how I want to play the game. For sure. Mm. Uh, what else? What else have, have you been playing? I'm still playing through Final Fantasy 15. Okay. And Where are you at with I that had, one? I'm, I think a third of the game through. I... I th I thought the game would take me longer to beat because I want to beat the game before the next big game, which is Marvel's Avengers. And okay, so yeah. I thought that it would take me a while, but I'm I realized that it it won't. I think that I'll I'll, I'll finish it with a decent amount of time before Avengers. Yeah, I I think that game was around like thirty forty hours, something like that, right? Kinda, yeah. I looked at my other save, and it said that I I played through for like twenty seven hours total. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. But I I, I I played I that know, game like a year or so after it came out, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and it still had all of the like just base content, so I I missed out mm. on all the DLC. So I didn't yeah. play all of that stuff. But yeah, I remember it. Not being super long, and me being surprised by that, being like, "Huh, like I, I have such fond memories of playing like Final Fantasy X for like 160 mm -hmm. something okay. hours." Yeah, I loved that game, man. Yeah, no, and that's something I, I realized too while playing through the original Final Fantasy VII was that the game was shorter than I was was expecting. Like I said before, it took me less time to beat the original Final Fantasy VII than Remake. Yeah. Then it took me to beat Remake. And granted, I was playing with all the all the newer abilities that the port gave you, as that you could fast-forward stuff on, and skip encounters and all that. But still, I thought that the game was shorter than I was expecting, especially for mm -hmm. a, an RPG series like Final Fantasy. I was expecting it longer. Yeah. But back to fifteen. I said before that when I played through the game, by the end of it, it became my game of the year for that year. And yes. playing through it right now, the what's the story in there that you go through, I don't think that it, it is a, anything special. It isn't great. But the reason that I think that the game made such an impact on, on me was the characters themselves themselves mm. if you don't know 
in Final Fantasy 15, it's the story is basically you and your friends, your group of friends, have to go and and accomplish this one task. Go on, I'm the story trip. itself, like I said, yeah, a pro rope trip. So the, the story itself, it, it, it is kind of okay. I could see people being disappointed if Final Fantasy fans played it. I could see them being disappointed with the story itself because I don't think that there is much there. But mm-hmm. the characters, to me, are what make the game so great. The characters do feel real to me, and they do feel like friends to me. Yeah. I think that the game does such a great job as to making them feel real and feel like true friends. Like how sometimes they'll, they'll randomly stop you if you're going to do something, and they'll randomly stop you and talk to you about what's about to happen, and, hey, maybe we do it this other way, or... We are in the car and someone says, oh, this would be a great spot for taking a picture. Or, oh, man, it's getting too late. Let's set camp and we'll talk up, We'll talk in the camp. And yeah. a lot of all the banter between each other. They all feel so realistic to me. Yeah, I, I remember that from that game, too. Like, I, I couldn't really make sense of much of the story because there was the whole, uh, like, prequel movie to understand mm-hmm. all of the stuff that was uh, happening with like bef- you know all of the like king stuff i'm not sure w- what yeah, it the was being called mm-hmm. yeah uh so i like i missed that we we know that there were like whole chapters missing like characters would leave and then go do something else and that ended up being the dlc i i yeah the story didn't really do much but I remember by the end of that, like when those end credits roll, man, I was like almost in tears of just like, I like these guys. I don't that, like <laughs> they went through so much together. Yeah. Yeah, no. And to your point, the game, when it came out, looking back, it does feel like it was incomplete. Mm-hmm. Looking back, and especially if you take into account the fact that. They just kept adding and adding and adding stuff. They <laughs> kept reworking one of the chapters and they kept adding DLC that would explain the story of the characters. And now, years later, you have the Royal Edition, which I, today, I I looked at a video to see what was the difference with the normal edition. And apparently they just added more stuff in between, more stuff to explain so that stuff didn't mm. come out of nowhere or, or didn't make sense or whatever. I got gotcha. you. just kept adding and adding stuff. Yeah, supposedly it's a brand new game. Yeah, kind of. All of that extra mm-hmm. stuff in there. So Yeah. I was still enjoying it. I Like I said before, the, one of the reasons that I wanted to play through Final Fantasy XV was that now, after all these years, I played through Final Fantasy VII, and I think I get more about what what Final Fantasy is and a lot of different stuff. And playing through it, I I can see why Final Fantasy fans would be disappointed. I was expecting to get more out, out of the game, but I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just getting the same than I did yeah. before. Yeah. Looks like you've also been playing some Digimon Adventure. Oh yeah, I, I just wanted to give a shout out real quick. I... I found mm, I've been playing this one game that is kind of like a retelling of their first Digimon anime. 
Gotcha. It's a game that I found uh, a while ago, and lately I had been wanting to play it again because I've been I have been rewatching the original anime. Mm-hmm. And the takeaway that I want to bring is that I think that this is the best example as to how you should translate a show, an anime, a movie, or whatever into a video game. It really is just you playing through the anime. It's cool. divided kind of into chapters, and each chapter is the, each episode of the anime. It has all these cutscenes. It takes the digi, the digivolutions. It takes it straight from the anime. The opening yeah. is there. All the cutscenes, they are just copying the anime. So I just wanted to give it a shout out as to it being one of the best examples as to how you should translate a, a show, an anime, whatever, into a game. Good stuff. Quick question mm-hmm. then. How does that compare to uh, the new Dragon Ball Z game, game that came oh, out? It, this- it reminded me a lot of that. It's doing, okay. it's doing the same... Like the same thing as Kakarot did, which was, like I said, pretty much bringing the anime into a video game form. You're going through the anime again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. In the Superman comics that Melissa and I read this week, we we read uh, Superman Rebirth Volumes 1 and 2. And there's a scene in in there where Frankenstein... Yes, okay. that that Frankenstein uh, is like in is on this farm, and the farmer comes up and he has his shotgun, and he's like, "I'm not gonna let you do all this," you know, blah 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 blah. It was the exact same scene as the opening oh. to D- Dragon Ball Z, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is wild." Yeah, poor farmer. He never came back to life. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, he didn't. Um. Okay, well, let's move on to housekeeping, and then we will get into the news of the week. So let's do our little housekeeping jingle. There you go. If we, if you did not know, uh, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, at our $3 tier, uh, we have all kinds of exclusive content from all of our shows. I keep mentioning the Superman, uh, stuff that we read this week, but, uh, we have a Patreon exclusive episode of the Whatnots review show, uh, in which we read a Superman story by the same creative team that did Watchmen. Uh, it was Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, uh, and that story is also animated in a in a, 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 a episode of Justice League Unlimited. Uh, it's for the man who has everything. Uh, it's I think Superman's birthday, and Batman is trying to figure out what to get, get, get him and stuff. And there's this like p- plant that takes him over. Pretty cool. It's good, good stuff. Uh, but we have that up there for uh, the $3 Patreon supporters if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, big thanks to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. Uh, so thank you, Sam, for helping us out. We appreciate it and we lo- lo- love you a lot. Uh, so thank you for helping us out. Thank you, Sam. Shout out to you. Yes. All right. 
Let's move on to the news. Are you ready to rumble in this corner? Five foot seven, we have Epic Games. And over here in this corner, we have Apple. <sighs> God, what a much. <laughs> what a story. This this is wild, and it came out of nowhere, it seemed like. Yeah, and the craziest uh, thing... Well, let's talk about it first. Sure. All right, so uh, the news story that you pulled here for, for the, the doc here is from CNBC, uh, and this is from Steve K Kovacs, uh, who writes, on Tuesday... Epic Games, the video game giant behind Fortnite, challenged a Apple by a adding a new payment option to the game that circumvents Apple's 30% cut of sales it takes from developers through the App Store. But there was a twist. E Epic apparently knew it would get kicked out of the App Store for blatantly violating Apple's rules. Hours after it made the change to its app, Apple pulled Fortnite. And shortly after that, Epic filed a prepared lawsuit against Apple, claiming it holds an unfair advantage by setting the rules for the only distribution channel for apps on the iPhone. It also launched an in-game event inside Fortnite, mocking Apple. Apple's power with a parody of a Apple's iconic 1984 Mac commercial. Um, there's one other piece to the puzzle. Google, which operates Google Play, the primary app store for Android devices, also removed Fortnite on Thursday. Google also t takes a 30% cut of purchases through Google Play. But Google said users can still download Fortnite through other third-party app stores, which are allowed on Android devices. Apple doesn't doesn't allow third parties to operate app stores on the iPhone. Oh boy! Oh boy, indeed, but yeah. Let's summarize. So Tuesday. Epic releases its new scheme for V-Bucks. Apple doesn't like that. They end up taking down Fortnite from the Apple Store. Mm -hmm. Epic then sues Apple and has this whole video thing ready to mock them and also to launch the the hashtag Free Fortnite. Yeah, all this happened pretty much in one day. Yeah, in one day, which is wild because. Usually, like, if there's a lawsuit coming, it might take a week or two, mm -hmm. right? No, they had this ready. They knew what they were doing. They 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 came to a a Apple's house. They knocked on the door. They had a baseball bat all ready to go. They had a gun strapped to their thigh. They they had a knife on their hip. Like, they, they, they were looking for a fight here. Yeah, I know. Apple fell into Epic's trap. Like yeah. Epic just laid down a trap card and bait them, <laughs> bait Apple into attacking them. Apple attacked, and it's then yeah, they just use their trap card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
so, so wild. Yeah, so I... There's been some d- discussion on this since then, because it's been a few, few days. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are, like, I, I've seen a lot of games industry people being like, hey, this was all well and good until the, like, Fortnite commercial thing, the, like, in-game yeah. event, like... That stuff, mocking them and kind of weaponizing the fan base and holding yeah. them captive to do all of that stuff, that's really shitty. Um, yeah, well, up until then, you could say that none of these was intentional, or maybe d- wouldn't have foreseen any of these. But if Epic puts out an ad like this the day that everything is happening, they it knew. does come out as a calculated move. Epic yeah. knew what it was doing, and they were pretty much baiting Apple into doing something. And now when they come out with uh, basically a commercial for the lawsuit, and it, it does come out as they are pretty much riling their community into submitting Apple into doing something. Yeah. So in that Which, sense, it does come out pretty wrong. To be honest, like I, I don't necessarily – I'm not – super educated in terms of the politics behind this and Mm -hmm. why exactly that is super shitty like i i I haven't looked into it that much other than yeah like i know there's a lot of younger players in that game that don't maybe don't necessarily understand or care right Mm -hmm. but they're they're then like they're forced to watch this thing and like get involved in the 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 beef which i i think this could have just been handled with the lawsuit but yeah i I, guess just like it's feels a little shady to weaponize your audience well the timing of it is also interesting because it it comes out fairly soon after apple has been involved in all of these other lawsuits with other companies about antitrust and not antitrust i'm not sure about it and take competition and all stuff. Yeah, this, I think this, this past week we were t- talking about, about about it when uh, it, it was what Xbox the X yeah c- 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 X Cloud won't be allowed on iOS. Yeah, so this coming up fairly soon after that, it does seem like Epic is taking the opportunity to increase the the blow that Apple will end up receiving. Yeah. Yeah, as to the argument, apparently their argument is that Apple, Apple, since they don't let any third parties, any third party, like marketplaces on their own platforms, their argument is that Apple is being a monopoly pretty much right. in that space. Right. Yeah. And so to that point, which makes sense. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, to that point, I know that there is. A legal precedent to that, as to companies being sued for being monopolies in their own ecosystem. I think the one that comes to mind was Microsoft years ago, also being mm-hmm. sued about their own web browser and how they were they were installing their own web browsers on their own products. Yeah. So as to that point, I do think that they might have legal ground as to sue them. But then again, personally, I, I don't like the argument of hey they are being a monopoly on their own ecosystem and i'm like yeah it's their own ecosystem they 
yeah. why would they allow any other person here is you are free to go anywhere else and and one thing that this pro this proves their point epic's point is that they're also suing google for the same thing and so to that point so you're suing apple for being a monopoly but you're also suing these other plays that you're also in so then it's not a monopoly because you can go other to, to somewhere else not to also, let's include these other platforms like PlayStation, Nintendo, that you're also in. So it's not yeah. a monopoly. It's a, yeah. that like, you cannot I, be on one platform. On I, one platform. I agree to an extent. I, I, I think there are certain things that go a step further, right? Like there are certain things that I feel like transcend. Uh, I don't even know how to p put this, but like something like Chick-fil-A, right? Mm -hmm. They don't really like supporting the LGBTQ communities and stuff like that, and they actively work against them. There's a lot of people out there who, you know, choose not to eat at their locations. That's mm -hmm. fine. And as, as much as I don't agree with it, I think it's fine that Chick-fil-A doesn't want to support them. I, I don't think that's a good thing, but it's their own prerogative, right? Yeah. But then there's things I think like Apple, especially with just how much of the market share they have, how like wildly popular they are. That I feel like they almost transcend that, and it's it's like, dude, you're so big, you're so prevalent that like to to have everything be exactly this monopoly on your thing does start to be, I, I feel like anti-consumer and stuff like that. And it does start to feel like it's not a good thing. Yeah, and to that point, I think that, that that's one of the reasons that that Epic has that legal ground as to mm -hmm. say, hey, Apple is having a monopoly because of what you just said, they are so big that them being a monopoly in their own ecosystem, ecosystem kind of hurts overall, the overall market yeah, yeah. If, I if think that's they one were of the some like smaller yeah. smaller company then it'd be like whatever you know mm -hmm. they can do what they want it's they're right i you know think it's stupid but sure you know yeah i don't know uh, i mean stuff. at the end of the day it's just one big tech company going against one huge tech company yeah so, mm, i don't know Indeed. i mean Maybe something good can come out of it. Maybe Apple can reduce their percentage, which again, yeah. thirty percent to me it doesn't seem that outrage outrageous considering how Apple is Valve is providing the platform a huge platform for them. Yeah, doesn't Valve do the similar thing? It's a yeah, seven that's thirty the, split. That's the other thing I have been hearing about how it's not just Apple. It, also, Google itself also has a 30% cut, as just yeah. you mentioned in the story, but also Valve has that. Apparently, all the console platforms also have a similar percentage. Pretty standard. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, if this is more a, like a public front at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if this lawsuit will actually really go anywhere, but it's enough to be like, hey, we need to talk. 
Like, mm-hmm. maybe we can get them to fold and do something, and then we'll pull our lawsuit back or something. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think Epic will probably push this until there is something comes out of it. Yeah. But the fact that, like we said, it's not just Apple. It's pretty much everywhere, everywhere else that has that percentage and also has similar rules. I mean, Epic isn't complaining about how Sony and on their own PlayStation platforms, they have pretty much the same deal as Apple where they cannot just circumvent the PlayStation store. They are not suing Apple. They are not suing Nintendo or Microsoft. They are going after Apple for it. They could have the same argument for all these other platforms, but they go in specifically against Apple. Yeah. So that kind of adds to the to the idea that they are taking this opportunity of how Apple is already embroiled in so many legal battles right now. It does feel that they are taking that opportunity and adding their own their own attack into that whole war. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our second story here. Bunch of Microsoft news coming your way. Uh, first up, Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021. Uh, I have the official announcement coming from the Halo Twitter. Uh, this was written by Chris Lee, their studio head. Um, they write, Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support of the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding, Chris Lee. Video head, Halo Infinite. What do you think of this one? So this is both expected and surprising. It yeah, is expected I'm, I'm in the of sense two minds as well. Yeah. It's expected in the sense that if you look back before the delay, it did kind of feel like they might have been maybe rushing the game a bit. Because you we've all seen the complaints everyone has had in, on the internet about how the game doesn't look that great. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the memes and whatnot. Also, there was the fact that 
ray tracing wasn't going to be available day one. It was going to be a patch later right. on. Yeah. So that there that was already kind of like a red flag. So things were are starting they to slip. Crashing yeah. the game if something like ray tracing, which is such a a marketing point for the Series X and for next gen, something this big for next gen, it won't be day one on their basically their their big selling point for the launch, which it was was Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so my my thoughts is, yeah, on the COVID side of things, this is kind of to be expected. I think in the long run, it will be a good thing. Uh, this will make the game b- b- better. But yeah, I'm, I'm also wondering how much of this is in response to the fan backlash to when they showed the game. Because uh, yeah. they, like... You, you could t- tell that they were really excited to show this game, but the the fact that so many p- people picked this apart and was like this this doesn't look good. Like it mm-hmm. it, it, it look it looks flat. It looks like a PS4 game or, or like an, an Xbox One mm-hmm. y- y- game. Um, like it, yeah, like it the the ray tracing is not coming right away. What's up with that? And then we get the announcement that the multiplayer will be free. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm wondering how much of that was like, what if we can launch the multiplayer first and delay the story and see how that yeah. goes? And I think they started to go down that road, but then was like, ah, oh, no, uh, uh-uh. this, I like, I, yeah, I, this does not bode well for mm. the Xbox Series X. Yeah, I wonder if they will end up releasing the multiplayer before, now that they have more time, if they'll release the multiplayer before the actual full game. Who knows? But yeah. going back to my earlier point, the reason as to why this is surprising is that the Xbox was pushing Halo Infinite in a way that it, it was kind of like, we are betting next gen on this game. We're betting the launch of Series X on Halo Infinite. It is kind of like our way to show that, hey, you should buy this console. But now that the game will be delayed and now we know that the Series X will launch in November, as we'll talk about later, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like now there is even less of a reason as to buy the Series X at launch. And I don't think, even then, I don't think that they, that Halo Infinite was necessarily that big of a reason, considering that the fact that it was going to also come out in for the Xbox One. Yeah. But still, it, it was, in a way, kind of like an extra thing to add into the launch of the Series X, an extra incentive as to go into the Series X at launch. Yeah, it's... it's- Especially if they were touting that, like, this would be the place to play it. Like, if you want yeah. it to look fantastic, it it will look fantastic on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. And then it was just like, ooh, this is not looking fantastic. Yeah, like, oh. we're going to launch the, like they said, we're going to launch the most powerful console ever. And we'll sell it also with Halo, which yeah. hasn't been a launch game since the original Xbox. Yeah. And... We are going to use this as to showcase the power of of our console. 
but now they don't really have that. Yeah. So I've I I think I have gone from wanting to get an Xbox Series X first mm-hmm. to like I'm definitely still gonna get one, but I don't necessarily need it right away because I have my PC. Mm-hmm. To now, like I don't know if I even need to get one until like next spring. Yeah. Or something like I I don't know if I need this period. Um, yeah, and the the one things other... that I'm oh, thinking of are still like cyberpunk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to play that on, uh, on on I I, I need to do a little bit more research on my PC because I, I I don't know exactly how strong it is. I don't know if yeah. my PC will be the place to play. Uh, that game or if I want to see if I can get it for PlayStation 5 and st- stuff like that like I don't know like I uh, yeah I but I'm now definitely leaning more towards PlayStation 5 like that is looking like a day one purchase mm-hmm. as much as I can because I want Miles Morales and all sorts of stuff so you know in a, in a vacuum already not having Halo Infinite there at launch is hurting or is going to hurt probably the Series X. But then if you add the PS5, which we pretty much know that Miles Morales is going to be a day one game there. And it's, it has come out that the game will take advantage of next gen. As yeah. we know, Sony has committed into, into generations and the games for next gen will be a leap forward. And... I, apparently, the game will also have ray tracing there, which Halo wasn't going to have. Mm-hmm. So, the Series X launching with just upgraded ports from games that are being made for this current gen, having that go against the PS5, which will also have the same games and will probably they will probably look as good as in the other console, but then also having on top of that next gen games yeah it will make the series X look bad in comparison like if you are looking into buying one what are the reasons as to you would buy the series x as opposed to the ps5 if you want next gen yeah granted there's, there's xbox still has xbox still has game pass which is still the best deal in gaming but then again you can also get that on your xbox the Xbox that came out on 2013, which would be really cheap right now, mm-hmm. on an Xbox mm-hmm. One C and One S, which are also cheap right now, you can get it on PC. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll it will see. certainly. I think it will be a blow for Xbox. So this also kind of immediately begged the question of like well hey if halo's not going to be there are you even going to launch the xbox series x this year like are you yeah, going to just think. delay the console you'd think but, that they wouldn't want to come out with think. something big there but xbox responded pretty much right away uh with a blog post uh this is coming from will tuttle over there at xbox.com uh, and they write, we have plenty to keep you busy until Chief arrives. 
there will be thousands of games to play spanning four generations when the Xbox Series X launches globally this November and over 100 optimized for Xbox Series X titles built to take full advantage of our most powerful console are planned for this year. So they were just like, well, if Halo is not there, what what do you have? And they're just like, oh, oh uh, that's thousands of games for generations. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hundreds uh, uh, optimized <laughs> for Series X, you know? Like over they, 100. They, I mean, sure. They, I think the article goes on to list some of the other games kind of coming out. I, I think, uh, looking through all of this stuff, where new games developed for Xbox Series X and launching with Game Pass, including the exclusives like the Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect, Connected, and more. I yeah, I those aren't. I I don't want to say those aren't great options because mm-hmm. we also have to look at like console launches t- typically aren't that great right mm-hmm. so i i, I think g- 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 games like that do fit with the kind of launch lineup but i don't know if these are actually like day one things um yeah but but yeah it like in, this is what like the medium that seems just kind of like a very bland name minus <laughs> halo now right yeah but yeah they they were like hey uh yeah this november xbox still coming out yeah i wonder why they wanted to stick with that date because you could argue maybe they already had everything planned for a november release so trying to move everything would be very difficult and very costly you can argue that they didn't want to leave Sony all alone for themselves. Those they sales, didn't want Sony yeah. to be to come come out and Xbox have nothing there to compete yeah. with. Yeah, something mm. like that. I, I I think, and we'll we'll talk a little bit. Well, you know what? Let, let's just dive in now. I I <laughs> I think looking back on all of this Microsoft news, their mistakes are starting to show. Right, we had that that uh, that mm. first uh, like Xbox c- c- conference thing where they were like the first official gameplay of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it was not gameplay, yeah. and it just like the their whole presentation just looked bad. Uh, then there was the whole thing about them shutting down Mixer, and then also like just all like one thing after another. It seems like over the past two months or so xbox has just been taken hit after hit yeah but it's is this necessarily a mistake or is this just reflecting how 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 microsoft is seeing the xbox series x because right now even take take away the delay of halo infinite it doesn't feel like xbox it cares that much if you buy the series x or not like they said, sure. you can get all of this stuff if, like a lot of other places. You can get it on the Xbox One. You can sure. get it on PC. Soon you'll be able to play it through X out on your phone. They don't yeah, really which, care that much as to where you're playing. They, so they in a way, you, it, they want you in the e- 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 ecosystem, ecosystem yeah. for sure. But like, it, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Now their like main game is delayed. I. 
you know, I, I think if they were to delay that console, it would have just looked like another one of those things. So I think this is them just trying to be like, nope, we are still here. We still back this product. We still believe in it. It's them trying to do that and look like this is not a mistake. Well, it if could also be that they're just going the, with the original plan. I mean, if yeah. they have Xbox there or not, the original plan was if you want a Series X, you can get a Series X. If you want to play yeah. anywhere else, this this doesn't really affect that. Yeah. Not having Halo Infinite there, it doesn't really affect the the whole message of you play anywhere you want. We, yeah. The Xbox Series X is still the same, so we can still sell it as your games that you could play anywhere else, you can play them here, but better. That still holds true even without the message without Halo Infinite. But sure, yeah, You're yeah. Right. To I mean, to that, I think that that's how Microsoft is seeing next gen. But to that point, what baffles me is that you spent millions and millions and maybe even billions of dollars on R and D for this one console, the one that you have dubbed the most powerful console ever. And that doesn't come cheap to develop. So it baffles me that they pour so much money into this just to not to not care if you are selling it or not. That's what yeah. baffles me. I still don't understand the their whole strategy. They spend so much money on this, but hey, we don't care if you buy it or not. We'll still have Game Pass and you can get it where in all these places, we only care that you are in, on our ecosystem. Yeah. It still baffles me. I still don't get it. Microsoft's strategy still confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. There must be something that I'm not seeing. Because if if you're putting your games pretty much everywhere except for PlayStation and Nintendo consoles. Why don't you just go third party? That's the one question that still I cannot answer. Who knows? Let's move on to our final Xbox story uh, of the day. Xbox Series S is uh, basically confirmed by a yeah, leaked much. controller. Uh, this is coming from Games Radar, uh, written by Ben Tyrer uh, over at Games Radar. You're right. The Xbox Series S, presumably Project Lockhart, uh, has been confirmed by a leaked Xbox One X controller that has surfaced online. Twitter user Zach S claims he managed to pick up the controller via OfferUp, an online marketplace, and posted photos of the controller and packaging online. Now, What's interesting about this packaging is that on the back of it, it says that this controller is compatible with both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. So it seems to be confirmed. Um, but yeah. uh, supposedly Microsoft got out there and was like, hey, we have no comment at this time. <laughs> I mean, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... Project Lockhart, we've uh, been expecting an announcement for this for a long time now. Mm -hmm. This seems to be like the uh, lower end 
Xbox. It's a, maybe a little bit smaller. Uh, maybe it won't have a disk drive or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, maybe it'll be like a streaming only version. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. yeah, seems to be officially confirmed now. Yeah, no, Project Lockhart has been one of the worst kept secrets in the game <laughs> industry. It really has, yeah. Because we have known about it for over a year right now. Yeah. And they still don't want to confirm it, but we all know that it, it is real. Things keep popping up that confirm that it is real, but they w- just won't, won't announce it, which begs the question, what are they waiting for? One of my theories is that they are waiting for Sony to put out their, their price for the PS5 prices. so that they can undercut it with Project Lockhart. Yeah. I don't know. And- are 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 you feeling the same way I'm feeling? That I'm kind of fed up right now with this game of ch- of chicken that they're God. playing. This the I longest just, game of chicken ever. Come on, just and now just yeah. look, shake hands, do it on the same goddamn day. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I Dude, don't. I don't think that that's post possible. the YouTube videos at the same time. Just do yeah. something. I don't know. I look. Yeah, I just I want to know what it is. So I know how much money I need to put mm-hmm. aside, and ugh. yeah, I mean I can see the appeal as to why they want to wait for the other one to release their price. It worked so well for Sony last time. If you remember, Microsoft revealed the price for the Xbox One. I think maybe Sunday or Saturday, and then the next day Sony came out and announced that their price would be $100 cheaper and that worked wonders for them. Yeah. So I can see the appeal that if Sony can... I'm betting that the whatever higher-up at Sony got the approval of whatever higher-up at PlayStation got the approval of the higher-ups at Sony that you have this range for price. So if we can, let's try for the highest amount possible so that we can get the biggest return but if we need to you can go low yeah they 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 have precedent to do this stuff right because xbox came out they announced theirs and like you said playstation undercut them playstation also has the like hey our console is six hundred dollars go get a second job and Uh so like they both have this like equal amount of reason to not say Mm -hmm. the price just yet and wait for the other one and yeah i at, at this point i'm just fed up yeah no, I, like it, i said i can me. see the i can see why they are playing chicken but it can we are getting closer and closer to september and if we expect them to come out in november mm-hmm. it would be such a short period of time between announcing the price and releasing the console yeah last time they revealed the price at, in June with E3. We're now in August, yeah. mid-August. Yeah. Wild, man. I don't know. And I think Microsoft is actually in a good position here because they could just reveal the price for the Series X. Yeah. Then that wait. would... Yeah, and then Sony would then reveal the price for the PS5, probably undercutting them. But then they could, after that... Microsoft could reveal the Series S, which would then again undercut the PS5. Yeah. I do think that Microsoft is in a good spot here. 
Keep in but mind, though, that the PlayStation 5 also does have their uh, digital yeah. only one, too. So they could do the same thing. Like, hey, ours, yeah. our, our discless one is 50 bucks cheaper than Project Lockhart. I do see you know? Sony actually making the difference not at 50, but 100. I could see them do that. Sure. And it, it it is kind of backed up by a leak that happened a couple of weeks ago, where some I don't remember if it was some Sony website or if it was on some retailer, but mm-hmm. that they had leaked prices for not only the console but for the accessories that will come out with the consoles. Mm. I must have missed that one. Yeah, no one talked about it. Interesting. But basically, it was in British pounds, I think, not in euros. Gotcha. So if I'm if I remember correctly, it was like four ninety nine euros for the disc one and three ninety nine euros for the discless disc less one. And those prices usually translate pretty much four ninety nine here is four ninety nine there. So if those prices are correct, it would be a hundred dollar difference. Interesting. But we shall see. It doesn't seem that we'll know anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. Moving on to something else that still baffles me. Embracer yeah. Group buys even more studios. Uh, this is coming from Vicky Blake at gamesindustry.biz, and they write, THQ Nordic's parent company, Embracer Group, has acquired a number of new studios, including Malta-based for games, which has been subsumed by Saber Interactive. They've also picked up 100% of the shares of the U.S. and Canada-based studio New World Interactive and 100% of Austria-based powwow entertainment as well as a hundred percent of the share capital in germany based uh deca live operations not super familiar with any of these studios um i i've heard of 4a games i feel like i've heard of new world interactive what have they done i don't think i've heard of anything that link take me to two Kyle, uh, oh, that's a how many thing. studios is too many studios? Um, oh God, I look, I this has been a like the running joke with them, right? Is that they just buy studios, buy studios, buy studios, and then no one's really sure what games they're putting out. They put out a couple, but not much. And they keep being like, oh, yeah, we have, like, the largest number of IP in the world or blah, 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 blah. I don't know, you know. Like, And it's just like, cool, what are they? When are they coming? <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Baffling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, are, 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 are you expecting in the next year or two to have embracer group or maybe under the thq nordic banner to like do like an e3 style thing and just to be like here at thq nordic we have exciting things to show you guys and blah 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 blah. finally get a full release 
of I mean, it would make something. sense. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, I just, so I, I'm in the I'm in the Wikipedia page for Impressive Group. I was sure. just counting how many studios they have. Sure. According to this, right now, including the ones that they just bought. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me get, 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 Sure. Okay. Sure. Including the ones they just bought. I'm going to guess 60-something. <laughs> no, you just blew past. It, it isn't that much. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Shows you how much so I know. So, <laughs> as of August 2020, Embracer Group has six operative groups consisting of 43 studios oh, with okay. a total of about 4,000 employees in 40 different countries. 43 right now. 43 studios. Man. Yeah. I, the, the, wow. Like, that's, that's wild. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But I don't know what they're ba- like, doing. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, to be honest, I don't even know how to talk about this anymore. Like, it's kind of one of those things, like, I'm a big comic book fan, and one of my favorite comics used to be Why the Last Man, which they've been trying to make a TV show of that for, like, two decades now, it seems like. And one studio has it, then another studio, and now they've cast this person, and that, and it's just, I... I don't understand it. I don't know why it's just not being made or just not being canceled completely or like why they keep reviving it or stuff like that. But it's just this ongoing saga that I'm just like, you know what? From now on, I'm just going to ignore all of the news until it's out, until it's completely like, hey, here is our thing. We've made it. Finally. God. Yeah, I don't know why they keep buying studios. Why? Just put out something. Maybe wait a couple of years, then keep buying studios. They're just buying and buying and buying and buying, and they haven't when put is, out much. I don't when think. is the article or the documentary coming out about what is happening here with this? Because I don't understand it. So. I don't know if at this rate. I don't think they'll ever stop buying studios, so I don't Can't think stop, that... Can't stop, won't stop. You'll start making the, the documentary and news will come out that they just bought 20 more studios. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's yeah. transition over to our new and notable section. All right. Ignacio, do you remember a g- 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 game called Sea of Stars? No, Kyle, no, I don't. So this is uh, I hope you do. like a old school JRPG, like pixel art, stuff like that, uh, coming from the same people that made, now why am I blanking on the game? It's that uh, like platformer roguelike thing that started out in like 16-bit and then halfway through changed to, or like from 8-bit to like 16-bit. Uh, 8-bit hero? No. Maybe? Oh, the messenger. Yes, the messenger. Wait, is that the one? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that... I know what game it is. See, like, yeah. What, what? I mean, let me look it up. See, of stars. Because now I'm doubting myself it's that it was that one. Studio. Yeah, no, yeah I'm looking at it right now. Video games, 
The Messenger 2018, Sea of Stars 2020. The Messenger. Okay, so yes, it, it, it was the Messenger then. So this is, yeah, a, an RPG that takes place uh, in the same yeah. universe as the yeah, Messenger. Yeah, right um, and when they announced it, I was like, this game looks beautiful. I am all about this. I, I want this game so bad. Uh, and their Kickstarter, I think, like completely got funded like that day because uh, it, it, it looks so good. But apparently uh, this next week they are releasing their first demo to certain backers of uh, of mm. the stuff i i am not one of the backers but i think you can still get access to it if you still back it uh i'm not sure but apparently they are putting out a demo this next week so i'm excited for more news on that game that yeah sweet. i know a lot of people were excited about it. Yeah. it looking at it it isn't my type of game i would much prefer another game in the style of the messenger I really like like that game, but a lot of people are excited for it. So, more power to them. Uh, Dirt Five has been delayed by one week. It will now be coming out October sixteenth. I I don't know. I'm wondering if that was just a logistical thing of like, hey, we yeah. can't get the physical things out there when we want them or with all the stuff that's happening in the u.s with the trump administration breaking Mm -hmm. down all of the united states postal system stuff they're Mm -hmm. just like let's put one more week on that bad boy there yeah if we if we can't can't make things work uh it probably has something to do with that yeah it it might who knows Mm mm-hmm and then last but not least, uh, don't forget that Samurai Jack Battle Through Time is coming out this next week on August 21st. Uh, if you guys are a big Samurai Jack fan, might be something you want to ch- check out. Kyle, yes. you got to get back back to back the past. Back to the past. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, indeed. Jack, Jack, Jack. It is I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of evil. Great yeah, stuff. Samurai Jack. Um, cool. That wraps us up for new and notable. It was a short one, so let's get on to Upper Runners. AT&T might not be selling Warner Brothers or WB games after all. Uh, so yeah, the, so, the, uh, there was a lot of restructuring that happened this past yeah. week. Apparently, from what I read, it, this comes from, I think, a memo or someone said something, and it kind of mentioned WB Games in a way that I think maybe, like, it kind of showed that they weren't selling WB Games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So it the, isn't that they so, cam- came out and said that they won't sell it. It's just so, that from things that they said, it doesn't seem like they're selling it. A bunch of restructuring happened, and yeah, there was a bunch of layoffs within the company, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I first found out about this through DC Comics. Uh, DC Comics apparently got hit really, really hard, uh, and like a big portion of their editorial staff all got laid off. Um, 
Yeah, and it, like I, I started seeing creators being like, oh man, I heard about the news for DC Comics, uh, you know, uh, much love to all the people who were affected. And I was just like, what is happening? What is going on? Uh, and then, yeah, eventually all of this came out and apparently it was not just DC Comics, but Warner Brothers or Warner Media in general, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. And in that, one of the things was like, yeah, we have a number of video game studios that are under our umbrella and stuff like that it's it's it was one of those like pr things that made it sound like they were still like not planning on getting rid of them but like also strategically not saying that they weren't planning on it down the road right Mm. so I don't know. It's just one of those things like, huh, maybe they won't sell after all, but it looked like they were thinking of restructuring, and so maybe that's where the rumors came from. Who knows? Yeah, I don't remember AT&T ever coming out and saying that they are selling WB games. So, I don't know. Maybe they weren't going to sell it at all. Maybe not. Uh, speaking of WB games and stuff like that, WB Montreal's next game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, uh, will have some panels at DC Fandom. Uh, we knew that they were gonna be at this event, but we didn't really know in what mm-hmm. capacity, uh, so it looks like they're gonna have some panels. I'm sure they're, they're gonna be teasing some stuff in there as well. Um, yeah. I'm still surprised that they went with that name for the Suicide Squad game. I'm still surprised that someone approved to have both Kill and Justice League in the title of a game. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I feel like, especially with the game being Suicide Squad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just the fact that the word suicide is in that, too. Like, I feel sure. like if that's already the name, you kind of have a little bit more leeway for them to be a little bit more edgy and bombastic of just like, yeah, let's go kill the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like that would be one of the moves that people will try to, for their RP, to try to protect it a little bit from stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But kudos to them. Apparently, we'll be killing the Justice League in Suicide Squad, which is cool. Indeed. And yeah, we'll finally see what WB Montreal is up to after all these years. Indeed. And all this teasing, finally. When when is DC Fandom? Because I think that's this this week, right? Saturday, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Saturday. It's a 24-hour event. Dome schedule is... No, I don't want to sign up or log in. Go away. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, this week. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Saturday yeah. at WB Montreal. Saturday at ten thirty a.m. PT and Suicide Squad five p.m. PT. There you go. Uh, <laughs> this next thing come out comes kind of with perfect timing because uh, I think last week we were talking about it. I'm just like, hey, I don't know where Shroud went after yeah. Mixer uh, you know, shut shut down. And apparently Sh- Sh- Shroud has made his return to Twitch uh, and his first stream apparently getting uh, 360,000 viewers, uh, which is pr- 
pretty big one. Yeah. So, good, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Shroud is a cool dude, from what I uh, uh, understand. I've seen a couple of his streams and stuff like that. He's he's super chill. I have never seen Shroud. If you ask me to picture him, I can't. He's, I don't know what he looks like. He's not what you would, well, I don't want to say he's not what you would expect from a typical streamer, but like, I, when I was watching him, like, he he didn't have all of the like fancy neon lights and stuff and all of that stuff. He was just like a d -d -d dude who was just sitting there playing his games. He wasn't playing a character or stuff. He would just do his thing and fuck around, you know? Yeah. That was good. Super chill. Uh, a little bit of update on Ubisoft and all of the stuff that is happening over there. Apparently, uh, the creative d director for Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, has been fired. He was the one that stepped down. Uh, I, what is his name? I should have written this down. It was like Ishmael Ashcroft or something. I don't know. I'm screwing that know. up. Uh, but he, he had stepped down originally when all of the... Um, the accusations and stuff came out, and he kind of put himself on leave. But um, apparently, he ha he has now been officially fired. <laughs> no longer working with Ubisoft. Speaking of Ubisoft, Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell is coming to Rainbow Six Siege. And Ignacio, I think this is the thing this week that pisses me off the most. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the thing. this one thing here this is what pisses you off look they're sony microsoft and their game of chicken it's frustrating but uh, god damn it they have been teasing splitter cell for so goddamn long and ubisoft <sighs> will just put some fish fisher right that's his name some yeah yeah that's his name ubisoft <laughs> will just put some fisher in any Splinter Cell game that's not Splinter in I any just, Tom Classic game that isn't Splinter Cell. I just want a new Splinter Cell game, and they're giving me everything but. Yeah. Oh man, the terrible Next time up. to be a Splinter Cell fan. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet you that he will next appear in the division or in. Oh God! Don't right, yeah. don't even don't give him any ideas. Because what, what other Tom Clancy game is there? Yeah, I, it could be they could put him in that fight, like that fighting game. Yeah, Tom Clancy game. He hasn't been in Division yet. He's in that yeah. mobile one. He's been in, he's now been in Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, he's Ghost been Recon. In, uh, Wildlands. He's been in yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Division is next. Put him in his own game. He has his own series. Guys, come on. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Control's next-gen upgrade is only available for people who buy the Ultimate Edition. Uh, mm. This is an interesting one because yeah. Control came out. I bought the game. I platinumed it. I thought it was freaking amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. I played it on a base PlayStation 4, which is absolutely not the place to play that game. Nope. Um, <laughs> but they announced a season pass for all the DLC. Uh, I mm -hmm. did not buy that, um, but I know a lot of people did because they were excited for more control content. 
And then apparently they were like, hey, we're putting out an Ultimate Edition, and that is the only place that you can get the next-gen upgrade. So if you bought the game and you bought the season pass and that's it, too bad. You have to buy the game well, again. To be fair, you can still upgrade. play Control on the, on the next-gen consoles. We know that they are backwards compatible, so you, still you can, can still play yeah. Control on PS5 and Series X. It's just that it won't take advantage of all the bells and whistles that are there. Yeah. I do so. expect it to run better on those consoles. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Next-gen uh, next upgrade, they could be adding ray tracing, which I know was in the PC version. Yeah. So, yeah, you would be missing on that. So. I don't know, man. I, I'm on the fence about buying the DLC. Because I didn't play that first one. I know the Alan Wake one is coming out soon. I never played Alan Wake, so I'm not really invested in that. But I also mm -hmm. feel like there's enough like new story content that I'm just like, I kind of want to play more Control. Yeah, me too. I want to play it eventually at some point. Mm -hmm. But I, I just haven't done it now. I, I haven't put yeah. myself to actually buy the DLC it's and also, probably... last time that I played Control, it was a couple of months after I finished the game. I okay. just went back, and I didn't have a good time playing through what I had left on the game. Interesting. I just kept dying and dying and dying. So last time I played, I didn't have, it didn't leave a good taste. So I don't know. Yeah, it might end up being one of the... DLC to Horizon Zero Dawn for me, where it's like, oh, that looks really cool, and then I just ne never mm. bought it. So, who knows? We'll see. Mm -hmm. But that wraps us up. That's all the news fit to print into your ear holes for this week. Uh, Ignacio, what are you excited yep. for this week? You are a free man. There is no more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're all oh, caught up. God, why you did can you do have whatever to remind you want. me of that? It's so sad. <laughs> why did it have to end? It Don't could spoil have easily it. gone for seven Don't more years. It. Don't spoil why? it. It's um, gone, Kyle. It's gone. It will never be back. But now now you have a little bit more time. So you might not be hopping that much into Paper Mario. Looking like yeah. you're still wanting to play some more Final Fantasy, I'm sure. Is there something yeah. else? Nah, I'm gonna keep bouncing between games. I might keep playing Digimon Adventure. Like I said, it is a good way to go through the story of the original Digimon, mm -hmm. and I really like it. And I have been rewatching the original Digimon right now. I'm doing that right now. So I might do that. Uh, I might play something else. I don't know. Okay. Good stuff. You? What about you? Uh, so yeah, I'm actually really hoping to dive into Paper Mario uh, this week and put some good time into that one. Um, I'm I'm hoping by the end of the month, or at, at least before Avengers c comes out, uh, that I can beat Paper Mario and beat the campaign for Halo 1. I'm like halfway through it right now. Mm. Um, if I can beat both of those, that would be nice. I was tempted... To buy Doom Eternal because I saw oh. yesterday that it was fifty percent off. 
uh, in the PlayStation Store. Um, mm. So I, I was like, I kind of want to jump into like I I I have a list of games and stuff that are like these may or may not be on people's top ten list, and I haven't played them yet so i kind of want to play some of them mm-hmm. that at least be like hey i played it maybe i can put it on my top 10 list too but i also didn't like that first doom it just never clicked mm. with me so yeah i don't know make sure we'll that it is still uh, with a discount because i'm guessing it is part of the summer sale event that playstation is having yeah and i'm pretty sure it's ending, ending this soon. weekend or yeah. like it, today or something as we're recording so would, it or something who knows yeah so i would um, check as to when the discount ends yeah if not i'm sure something like that yeah. or resident evil 3 will be on sale for mm-hmm. black friday or something black friday one of those we're still months away aren't we i mean yeah yeah no, november right yeah november so we'll yeah. see any maybe any one plans? of them will come to game pass by the oh, end yeah. of the year. Who knows? Any plans as to to play the Avengers beta? Because Probably it's not. open no. right now, so if you want to, you can just jump into it. Yeah, no, because uh, they're only doing it on the weekend, so today would be my last yeah. ch- 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 chance to play it, and I have to get to doing all the podcast stuff and you could try a- it a- a- editing those. So I think next week it, it next will week is free. Open. Do Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I, I don't know. know. I mean, you said you were on on the fence, so. I mean, yeah. Like, like I'm. Like I'm, I said it. Like I said before, it did sell me more on the game playing through the beta. To be honest, I am on the fence, but I'm. I like. I also know that I'm gonna buy the game. It's it's an Avengers game. I'm a big comic book nerd, right? Like mm-hmm. that. I'm I'm going to get the game. But we'll see. We shall see. All right. Well, Ignacio, where can the people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. You guys want to stay up to date with our podcasts. We are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, sell a soul, sell your friend i don't know uh a soul any soul (laughs) right (laughs) just like hey you stop come here i need your soul uh yeah do do, do what you gotta do to help us spread the word we could absolutely use the help and we would appreciate it tons uh if you guys like the show please retweet it uh and stuff like that uh yeah I think that about wraps us up for this week, though. This has been episode 37 of Crossplay. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.